rippled through a Royal Caribbean cruise ship and prompted colleges to go virtual again. But there is hopeful news from a vaccine maker. Correspondent Vicki Barker begins our coverage. Moderna says early lab tests suggest a low booster dose of its COVID vaccine leaves people with 37 times the number of neutralizing antibodies as those who only received two shots. Those who got a higher dose saw an 83-fold jump but were more likely to experience such side effects as fever, muscle aches, and fatigue. I'm Jim Crisula. As Omicron variant cases surge across the U.S., medical experts say those who have been fully vaccinated and boosted will either not get the virus or they will have mostly mild symptoms if they do. But if you are unvaccinated, I'm worried about you. I'm worried that your risk of being hospitalized or, uh, God forbid, losing your life to this virus is, is quite significant. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy spoke on CBS Mornings. Democrats are reacting to news West Virginia's Joe Manchin will not support the president Build Back Better plan, all but ensuring its failure. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar tells NBC. We all knew that uh, Senator Manchin couldn't be trusted. Um, you know, the, the excuses that he just made, um, I think, are a complete bull. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced this morning he'll hold a vote early next year anyway. Looters have moved in in tornado-ravaged Kentucky. The Graves County Sheriff's Office says five thieves have been arrested for ransacking destroyed homes, stealing everything from methamphetamine to cars. Airlines are signing, signed, sounding the alarm about a possible new round of flight disruptions, not from COVID, but from 5G cell phone service. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve. U.S. airlines may have to stop using equipment that helps pilots land in bad weather or low visibility at more than 40 of the nation's busiest airports following an FAA order prompted by concerns about possible interference from newly activated 5G cell phone towers. United CEO Scott Kirby says airlines have no choice but to adhere to the FAA order. We need the FAA and the FCC to sit in a room to delay this until they sit in a room and find out a way to do this without impacting aviation and aviation customers. A member of the pop opera group Il Divo has died. Carlos Marine was admitted to an ICU in Manchester, England with COVID two weeks ago. The three remaining members of Il Divo, formed by Simon Cowell in 2004, say there will never be another. Marine was 53. This is CBS News. If you're checking for fever, the leading sign of COVID-19, beware of dangerously inaccurate non-contact thermometers. Instead, learn about Exergen at exergen.com. Visit Boot Barn for quality gifts this holiday. Dan Post handcrafts their boots with both artistry and comfort in mind. From performance boots with cowboy certified technology to premium exotic boots, every pair of Dan Post boots are crafted by 90 different artisans who have the boots in their hands from start to finish. For unmatched craftsmanship this holiday, Dan Post at Boot Barn. Unwrap the West. Hammering headaches? Ow. Aching muscles? Ah, ah. Put the squeeze on your tough pain with Goodies Cool Orange. The same fast-acting, powerful Goodies powder in a great-tasting Cool Orange flavor. Beat tough pain to a pulp with Goodies Cool Orange. Also, blast your pain away with Goodies Mixed Fruit Blast. Two flavors, tough on pain, tasty on your tongue. Ah, we made Goodies fast, Goodies delicious. All available at Walmart. 
A British rock star is urging fans to get vaccinated. Queen guitarist Brian May hit Instagram over the weekend telling fans he got COVID after he and his wife went to a party earlier this month. We thought we were in a kind of safe bubble, so we didn't wear masks. Flu-like symptoms rocked him days later. I can't emphasize to you enough, this is not the response that my body would have made on its own. It's making this response because I've had three Pfizer jabs. And I beg you and implore you to go and get jabbed if you're not already. Both May and his wife have since recovered. Monica Ricks, CBS News. A 15-year first for Tom Brady, and he's not celebrating. Brady rolls to his right now. He throws. That's going to be picked off by Chauncey Gardner-Johnson on the far side. Saints shut out the Bucks 9-0. Tampa Bay star quarterback blamed the team for not doing much of anything right. He threw a tablet out of frustration. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Are you more than $10,000 in debt? Feel like you're on a never-ending treadmill, staying in one place and never getting ahead with those minimum payments? You feel like there's no way out? Don't let the credit card companies bully you anymore. There are programs in place to help you get free of your debt, and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. The program at Total Financial Freedom can help you get debt-free in months instead of decades. Get off the debt treadmill and stop the harassment. Get free of credit card debt, signature loans, department store cards, internet loans, and medical bills. Call now at 800-533-6605 for free information. For about 10 years, Total Financial Freedom has helped thousands. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, too. Get off the endless cycle without having to declare bankruptcy. You'll have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Call Total Financial now at 800-533-6605. That's 800-533-6605. Pizza Cottage delivers businesses, houses, you name it. Order our fan favorite BLT pizza, Ruthie's Way Sub, pastas, or whatever else your mouth is watering for. Don't even leave work or your house. We'll deliver it straight to you. Call us now at 740-249-4276. Pizza Cottage, now in Athens on East State Street, www.pizza-cottage.com. Hi, Dasher here. I'm one of the reindeer. <laughs> you know, those reindeer. We're the ones who actually keep things going up here. The big guy isn't much help. He needs his rest for that magic night. And Mrs. Claus is busy with paperwork, making a list, checking it twice. Somebody has to keep the elves in line. Hey, keep it going in there. And take care of the finances. We go to OUCU Financial, formerly Ohio University Credit Union. Make the season shine with a holiday loan from OUCU Financial. Eight out of nine reindeer would definitely recommend. And it would have been nine out of nine if Vixen had just been paying attention to the question. With low interest rates, you can control your holiday debt, pay off high interest credit cards, and have enough left over for milk and cookies. When you go to OUCU Financial, you're not just one of the herd. Apply for a holiday loan from OUCU Financial and make your finances glow. Apply online at OUCU.org slash holiday or stop by a branch today. Subject to credit approval, fairly insured by NCUA. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. 
Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Difficulties with everyday tasks, words and numbers, confusion in familiar environments, memory loss, and changes in behavior. These are all signs of dementia. Athens County Cares wants to create a dementia-inclusive Athens County and empower adults living with cognitive decline through a holistic program which safeguards their dignity and independence while improving their and their caregivers' quality of life. Pick up the phone and call 740-594-3535 or visit AthensCountyCares.org to learn more. I don't know if you heard, but the CNE New Plains has been sold. Hello, this is Tyler. My wife Misty and I are the proud owners of the newly remodeled, fully stocked, and completely updated True Value Hardware and Farm in the Plains. So we invite you to stop on by. Take a look around for your home, hardware, outdoor power equipment, ranching, and farm hobby needs. And as always, thank you for shopping local. If you think you are beaten, you are. If you think you dare not, you don't. If you think you'd like to win, but you can't, it's almost a cinch you won't. Life's battle doesn't always go to the stronger or faster man, but sooner or later, the person who wins is the one who thinks he can. Single game tickets on sale now at Bengals.com. I-N-E-P-T. Inept Tech. Two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? Oysters, oysters. Rah, rah, rah. Well, Coach Turf, you took your Inept Tech football team to Indiana Orthopedic University. IOU, that's right. We had a ball game against IOU last week. I was wondering what kind of game was it? Well, I'm glad you asked me that question because uh, it was a fine ball game. You know, uh, Oysters uh, played a real fine ball game, and I am real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the football field during the ball game. And, uh, of course, IOU, they give us a fine ball game. And, uh, of course, what the fans seen, everything was all over, said, and done with was a fine ball game. Well, were you able to bring back that first win of the season? Well, no, I think what we did bring back instead was all that bad weather we had up there. We had a problem with that weather up there. You know, it was uh, storming, it was raining, it was cold. In fact, it was, it was downright bone-chilling up there for that ball game. And uh, we run into a problem because our uniforms were so clean. You know, Suds Bleachman did a heck of a job cleaning our uniforms. He did such a good job. In fact, he left a whole lot of soap in those rascals. And what happened was when that, when that rain hit them uniforms, all that soap in it made them real slippery. And that made it impossible for our boys to tackle their boys and for, for that reason I'm afraid to report that we didn't come back with a victory. So you might say equipment failure was part of the problem at IOU. Well, that's right. You know, if we'd had galoshes, we'd done a whole lot better. I'll be back with more from Coach Art Turf in just a moment. And the Art Turf Show is proudly sponsored by Which mic am I on? Let me go switch Which, which here. mic are we on? Well, that is number two that I'm speaking in. Now, try number three again. Okay, I okay. had it on. There's three. Three. Okay, it's out yeah. again, so okay. we need to put that. Mic two. Mic two. But well, we go. mustn't miss this uh, special sponsor. That's right. We sound like the Art Turf Show here. Do we? But, uh, yeah, okay. we got a little bit of slippery soap on the microphones oh, here, oh, right. so we can't tackle the right one here. It keeps no, no, I understand. getting away. <laughs> <laughs> the Art Turf Show, proudly, I mean proudly, sponsored by Dental Floss. 
Dental floss? Dental floss. Okay. Well, Coach Turf, your team failed to bring back that first win of the season at IOU. I don't think you don't have to keep rubbing it in, you know. I don't think we ever got a report on the uh, final score. Well, we like to put them scores in the past, but just for you and all of our listeners, I do want to point out to all the listeners that we do want to keep them updated on all the statistics. So let me look through these statistics sheets here real quick. Uh, well, that's right. Uh, the uh, it was a 49 and three ball game. Well, coach, I know you told me that. But statistics, you can't you can't always depend on statistics to tell the story of the ball game. And I do want to tell all the fans it was a road ball game, and none of them was there. And I do want to point out to all the fans that I am real proud of the way the Oysters conducted themselves on the football field. There's, they they was uh, conducting themselves just like gentlemen the whole time, and I am real proud of the way they conducted themselves on the road trip. You told me last week that your scouting uh, coaches, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark, were having a little difficulty getting to IOU. Well, that's right. You know, uh, we had a real problem. We didn't have no game ball to award last week because uh, Coach Lewis and Coach Clark had to sell that rascal to get a couple bus tickets going up there and scout them boys up at IOU. And I and uh, we still hadn't heard from Coach Lewis and Coach Clark, so we're afraid that they absconded with the funds from the game ball and they're not long longer to be seen no more. Well, Coach, even without the benefit of a scouting report, you did tell me before the game you felt IOU owed you a victory. Well, that's right. You know, I was talking about that with Coach Marrow over at IOU, and he said he'd put it in the mail. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. W-A-T-H-F-N's. My, oh, my, look at that sunshine booming through our windows this morning. Most appreciated. I've had an interesting... Uh, dilemma recently I'll fill you in here in a few moments but it's the party line on 970 WETH 97.1 on FM as well the 97's we sometimes say and it's a Monday the Monday before Christmas I suppose first I should do this here. Are you on two or three? I've forgotten already. Uh, two. Two. Okay, there yeah, we go. There you go. That's much better. Yes. Last, I don't know, Monday or Tuesday, I was driving to work, and there was uh, enough rain coming off the highway with cars moving on it. It was wet. So I was using my windshield wipers, right? Yes, a good thing. I, I literally turned into the road here, Theater Lane, where the station is located, off of Columbus Road. And, of course, those of you that have been around a long time, there used to be a outdoor movie theater back there, which is why it's called Theater Lane. But um, 
anyway, and my windshield wipers just stopped in the halfway position. They just stopped. And I parked, and I messed with the switch and everything. Couldn't get them to do anything. Got outside of the car and reached over and pushed one to the, the normal done position, and they both went. Do you know how difficult it is to drive without windshield wipers? Yes. Unless you have a coating of Rain-X on your windshield. Well, that's something I'm not even familiar with. Okay. But um, anyway, so my wife has been juggling cars because her wipers, of course, are still working. And um, if the weather's fine, then I'll use mine. But... Uh, you know, Paul and our LJ over at uh, Muffler Man are going to get them, get them, had to order some parts, right? Yeah. And uh, hopefully I'll get those running today. Yeah. But, uh, well, you won't need them today, I, I do believe. Well, I want it fixed today. Yes. You but, know what uh, I mean? Yeah, I don't think you're going to need them until later in the week. But yes, I know what you mean when you. Well, even okay. Let's, let's talk about the uh, the frost on the windshield this morning. Yeah. Okay, so I get out. Uh, you know, obviously I can't. Well, <clears throat> I take the scraper. And evidently, I need a new scraper because the edge is not smooth. Not performing to. Yeah. Good standards. Yep. But I can afford that. <laughs> Um, yeah. I just haven't done it. But anyway, well, you scrape and scrape and scrape and scrape, and you still have all those streaks of a little bit of frost there, here and there. Put some uh, covering on your windshield tonight before you retire. I'm planning to have them fixed today. <laughs> okay. In the event they Lord, are not fixed. Lord willing. Yes. Anyway. And the devil don't object. Now, let's see here. There was something else that came Put some to covering mind. on there just in okay. case if you don't get them fixed. Does um, olive oil work? Oh, no. I mean, like a news <laughs> newspaper. Well, yeah, it might. That I'm, was a joke. I, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. She might work on it, yeah. No, not, not <laughs> Popeye's olive oil. No, okay. Yes, I knew what you meant. Oh, <laughs> We're in trouble here. No, I tell you, fun. the best thing we should do it's out of all of this is, is play um, uh, the Fred Palmer commentary. All right. Okay. Friends. Fifty years ago, the big barn on the farm was a very special place. It had a special smell of livestock, hay, grain, old leather, harness, everything that went into a big barn. After World War II, there were more than 15 million barns in the United States. Today, most of them are gone. The horses gave way to the tractor, which is kept in a shed. Cattle have a modern milking parlor. Hay does not go into the mow, it is baled or rolled into big rolls and left in the open field. Machinery is either kept in a pole shed or left out in the weather with an extra coat of paint. We don't see many chicken coops anymore. We have huge chicken factories of a hundred thousand or more. Eggs roll onto an endless belt. It is, it is all mechanized. The chicken broiler business is a big business starting with a Mr. Jewel in Gainesville, Georgia. Until just lately, the largest chicken broiler plant in Ohio was just northwest of Lancaster on Route 33. The granary, which was standard on every farm, is gone. It is rare to see a corn crib anymore. We're going to miss the big barn. It had a presence all of its own. 
Believe it or not, it had a rural culture that nothing can replace. Many a farm family built a small temporary house to live in, but a big substantial barn because the barn was the heart and center of the farm. The success of the farm depended on the big barn. The new house came years later. The biggest barn in the world was built by an immigrant from Germany and located near Springfield, Ohio. A barn near Delaware is used as an auction center. The barn at Renfro Valley is a famous entertainment theater. But some of us old-timers can shut our eyes and see and smell and even hear the old barn, the horses eating hay, the cows chewing their cud, a chicken proudly cackling over a fresh-laid egg, the purring of a cat, and we can breathe in that special smell of the big barn. Just what you like to know. And, of course, those commentaries aired from 1973 to, I think, 19, oh, I'm sorry, 19, let me get this right, 1901. Yeah, I think that's right. 01? Wait a minute. 1973 to? 20,001. 2001. 2001. There we go. Okay. I think that's right. Okay. And we have lots more of them to yeah, discover. Yeah, that'd be cool to hear. We do have a caller. Okay. By the way, <coughs> folks, uh, those of you that do call the station, we discovered that our telephone company had a restriction that we didn't know. That it would allow it to ring three times, and then it would, I guess, go dead. We now have repaired that so we can see it ring ten times which is the maximum our phone company will allow, the particular system we're using. Okay, so phone is here. Turn this up here and say good morning. Good morning. There's another dilemma that needs to be solved for us listeners of uh, Dave Palmer in the morning. Try it. What happened to you on Friday morning? I overslept. Hey, I'm human. No, but you left. And I thought you were going to just show up late for the show. Oh, I, I left at uh, like 10.01. Oh. Oh. You the, did show, the show was over. Well, that, well um, Scott did an excellent job in your place. Well, yeah, he always does. Yes, he said, that's why you don't have to worry about scooting in there. And besides, it was a rainy day, so you would have had to take the little car and all that kind of stuff. Yes, that's right. I, I, I'd, I'd be windshield wiperless. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a suggestion for future uh, people to interview, or from time to time. What's that? You used to interview Mark Seckinger from the Oblenis and whatnot. And, yeah. And he'd bring us up to date on improvements at the hospital and how they've changed to Ohio House and all that kind of stuff. Uh, We've got to start that again with somebody else that's replaced him, maybe, or somebody else that wants uh, to be uh, on. To my trip. knowledge, Mark is still there. Well, I thought he retired. Well, if so, I missed it. He and I sit near each other at football. I'll, I'll get a hold of him and make sure, but I think he's still engaged. Yeah, I thought he retired as well. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, well, anyway, I'll do it. But there's a few other medical make, make a facilities. There, if you would. There's a few other medical facilities around here that might like to get their two cents in if you bring in Ohio House. You well, I tell you, I had in. a conversation with um, Hugh Sherman the other day, 
at the basketball game. Oh, yeah, get him in there. And um, I said, you know, um, a year or so ago, uh, the president's office kind of put a, a, what do you call it, a squelch, I'll use that term, on the regular appearances on the show. And partially, I think it was um, from the media okay. department. Um, I could name someone's name, but I won't. Um, well, the I, university was getting a lot of negative feedback, too, about all I the I think flowers. that had another factor to it, but I think um, explanations help with negativity. And... Um, if people understand the story, they're less likely to be so negative. Anyway, um, so Hugh and I uh, have agreed that we're going to get something going again because we've had it that going since, um, oh, shucks, um, bef before Charlie Ping. Right. That's a long time. We'd like to hear how nice Hugh is. He must have endeared himself with... Board of Trustees because he got elected to president without any input from the faculty. And He's a good guy. Yeah, we want to hear how good he is. The other local um, medical outfits around here are Holzer and uh, Marietta Memorial. Marietta, and, yeah. and they're taking people out of Ohio House. You've been noticing in the ads in the paper, there's some OBGYNs that have left and mm -hmm. There's some other ones that Jason Reed left wherever he was, and now he's with Marietta. So there might be somebody from Marietta that you could bring on so we could learn what's going on around here. I know and they're expanding, and they're building this building out near you. Yes, right down the street. So it would be an interesting... And as I understand that, it's going to be primarily uh, urgent care. Um, but they're going to have some docs that work in this region... Um, having their practices there, too. And, and you do best when you do an interview. I like the one you did with uh, Vetter, you know, although I would have liked you to have him talk about the OU predicament and how, how much he criticizes. Well, he's her. willing to come back any time. Yeah. You just never got to that. You were talking about the president and this mm -hmm. and that, and it was an, a fabulous conversation. And so even I enjoyed Troy Boland. Boy, he's a lot of fun to listen to, too. Yeah, I was listening to him, uh, was it Saturday night at a ball game? He was out there doing it, uh, the color color announcing. Yeah. And uh, then I, oh, I should ask Scott if he went to uh, to the Methodist Church on Richardson. Yes. Did you get the chance to go there and see what it was yes. like? Yes, yes, yes. It was beautiful. It worked out wild, huh? Yes. It was almost worked out with the animals being outside again. It wasn't as much rain as we expected this weekend. Were they inside or out? Uh, both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, they were both? They oh. had some small animals. Yeah. Oh, oh, because it wasn't... We didn't get that two to three inches they were predicting. <laughs> <No. it. laughs> Certainly not. It's nice that we didn't, but anyway. Okay. Got sunny weather today, and we're looking forward to Christmas, aren't we? Yes, we are. Yes. Let's do it. In Five whatever days. fashion it is. I mean, okay. you know, it's, it's, we still have COVID we're dealing with. Oh, that's right. I, yeah. There are still some families that are ultra, ultra concerned. Are um, you good? Is your family going to shut down over the holiday? 
Not entirely, no. Okay. But it's still not, I don't feel it will be quite the same as normal. Right. Um, everybody, I don't want to be worrying anybody, but anyway, you get the point. Right, and thanks for having some more uh, Red Palmer things. Bring them on instead of that other guy's. But he was funny this morning. Which other guy? <laughs> the one that wants to get his win mailed to him in the mail. <laughs> what, what am I missing? Art, Art Turf. Turf. Oh, Art Turf. Okay. Yeah, the, the last, last <laughs> I just think it is a hoot. I'm sorry. Yeah. It, it, you know, we're almost done with football season. Really, we're going to want to probably back off of it. But Oh, I do hope you do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. no. Yeah. No. Oh. <laughs> Maybe we'll get him to coach a basketball and then team. And then you guys won't have to worry about which night, Mike, you have to turn uh, Scott on to to give the ad as to uh, the sponsor. Floss. Yeah, the sponsor. Well, uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, like- Jeff Podolsky, he's one yeah. of our engineers, and he's coming in to work on these mics today. Good. So, anyway. You're right. It, the phone did ring more today than usual. It okay. usually rang about three or four. Three times, times, I'm told. No, well, about six times, I think. If, if, well, anyway, if they talk- have it up to the max now. That's great. And, you, and if you ha- would talk... To, into the phone, they say this mess, this answering service has not been yeah. set. So uh, I heard, and I guess it's still that way. But at least it gives us ten rings and and gives you a chance to see them blinking off and on. Exactly. Thanks for t- picking up on mine. Okay. Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks for your kind words too. You're welcome. All righty, nine seventy W A T H. It's a uh, Monday, folks. It is December twentieth. I guess I hadn't said that yet. Yeah, and since you weren't here Friday too, we we did not get to make the show official. So, but you know, the week before, well, you okay, said so like three. Wait, 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 wait. Yabba dabba doos, and I said, man, that moves you up like I don't know how many weeks ahead. Yabba dabba done. How's that? Okay. That's past tense, right? That is. So that's appropriate. Okay, we can do that. But you know, like I mentioned. The week before, you did like three in a row. So you were caught up for like... Uh, the next two weeks. Yeah, December 17th, December 24th, and New oh, Year's Eve. And I don't feel nearly so bad. <laughs> Folks, um, we welcome you, of course. We do. You the, know. Uh, the holidays, of course, present uh, changes in what we normally do. We will have a, um, how many hours is it? 36 hours of musical celebration? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Beginning thereabouts on noon on Christmas Eve. I think that's correct. Um, with uh, our various staff wishing you a great holiday. Um we will have the news, I think, because just because it's Christmas time, the news continues, and we want to make sure you're well informed. Um, and that'll go throughout the most all of uh, Christmas Eve, and um, I think nearly all of Christmas Day and evening. 
Uh, this is something we've done for many years. We have a beautiful library, and we're we're always proud to bring it out for this purpose. Um, let's see. But today is December twentieth, so let's not get too far ahead. Yeah. Did you do the? Did we talk about the weather yet? Like current temp. I know you said sun was booming through here, but I'm I'm looking ahead to Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Okay, lay it on me. Christmas Eve, Friday, temps are going to be near 60. Wow. And then Christmas Day, around 50, low 50s. Well, so there will nothing to complain about. There. No, I, you know, I've been talking about, is this what Christmas in the South may feel like? I mean, not Key West or anything like that, well, but warmer <sighs> climates in the southern part of the country. No, I always we, wondered what that we would lived be in like. Christmas. Uh, we lived in Christmas. We lived in Hawaii. Yeah, for three Christmases. And let me tell you, the Christmas spirit—it doesn't matter what the geographical location or geographical temperature. It, it was observed just as wonderfully there as it is here or Columbus or New York or wherever. Yeah. My parents um, came over and visited one of our Christmases. They were there for several days when we lived in Hawaii. That was a pleasure. Um, wherever it is, it's a special time of year. Yeah, I just think it's kind of neat to f feel this because we've had Christmases previously that have had lots of snow. Yeah. And we've had Christmases like we're going to have coming up this weekend, a little bit warmer. And so I guess we maybe we're blessed that we get to experience all the different types of seasons. Warm yeah, weather. It, it would be snow. highly unusual to have snow in Hawaii. Unless you're like at 13,000 feet. Yeah. Like they had the blizzards. Mount Kilauea or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago. But I, I just thought that was interesting how that happens sometimes that folks like the festive, you know, area of snow. And well, we're not going to get it this year from the weather forecast, but kind of need to to experience that, I guess. Indeed. So, yeah, it's going to be warm this weekend. Well, let's see here. But we'll have Christmas in the south, south Ohio, particularly southeastern Ohio. How about that? Well, that's us. Yes. Okay. Well, today <laughs> is December 20th. It is Mud Day. Mud with two Ds. What are, you, what are they getting at? Well, I, you know, I looked at this earlier, and I'm not sure why. This is, but we have head scratchers every now and then when they have a national whatever day it is. The doctor that treated John Wilkes Booth, his name was Dr. Samuel Mudd, if I'm not mistaken, that was his first name. After he has, uh, shot President Lincoln, he fled and then ended up in a barn on this doctor's property, and the doctor's name was Mudd. And he treated 
John Wilkes Booth for a broken leg, did surgery on it, and he did not tell the authorities until 24 hours later that Booth had been there, and yes, he had treated him. Well, then he was charged with aiding and abetting the uh, assassination of a president, and uh, he was sent to prison, eventually pardoned. So is that really what it is? Yeah. Okay, mud day. Yeah. He was eventually pardoned by President Andrew Johnson in 1869, I think it was. But in spite of his efforts by his family, his ancestors, they have never been able to get that off of his record and never been able to clear so his December name that. So December 20th, where it says today is mud day, that's a bad thing? Well, or it's it, a good thing? Well, you know... I get you know a lot of so many things depend on the perspective or the interpretation of it, but I'm not sure why. Well, let's move on. It's in there, yeah. So it's Go Caroling Day. We get that one. That makes perfect sense. When was the last time you went caroling? Uh, it's been geez. years for me. I can't remember. <laughs> I I would guess I might have been in high school even. And. A, a group of young people, we went caroling in the neighborhood in Worthington. Um, and it was neat. And uh, you, you strolled from home to home, and then you'd stop in front of one house, particularly if there was someone you knew, and did a complete song, and then you'd, you know what I mean. Yeah. Stroll along to the next. It's probably been same for me back in school days. Junior high, school days. I don't think I did anything. You know after that. how cool it would be if some group came up in front of our house and started caroling. I mean, tonight or tomorrow or something. Okay, that folks. That would be so nice. I'm not. There you I, have no, it. No, I'm not going with that. You're not angling for that. I'm not. I'm. Any it would be cool. We'll just leave. Okay. But um, that would be cool. Yeah. Well, you need to get your cell phone out and do the video if they do eh. <laughs> no. <laughs> no no it's not a no it's just that rather than my attention being focused on what's going on these electronic gadgets as cool as they are they often take your attention away from the heart of the matter yep they do Oh, well, um, so it's Go Caroling Day today, and finally, National Sangria Day. You like sangria? I don't even know what it is, other than it's, a, I think, a drink or something, isn't it? Well, I think of it as an alcoholic fruit drink. Oh, okay. And I do like it. Folks, let I, I me, mean, I feel compelled to mention this. I have been drunk twice in my life, and both times as a teenager. It was a terrible experience. I was so sick, and the next day I was in such bad shape. So the desire to get, as they call it, high, has never struck me since. Never. On any substance, on any alcohol, on anything. I like living normal. 
naturally, as you put it, or as I put it. I don't want to be under the influence of something. I mean, if I'm under the influence of my wife, that's terrific. If I'm under the influence of a great employee, that's terrific. But some... Does this make any sense? Um, it's going there, <laughs> heading that way. I'm, I'm not making my message clear. Huh? <laughs> anyway, I do like the taste of a, oh, like a, 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 what do you call it? The ciders, the art of the, some of the alcoholic ciders. But I just need one, and it's nice with dinner. You know what I mean? But. Um, the, the whole concept of getting loaded has never been a part of my life. And the two times it did, it happened by accident and mercy. It was miserable. Okay. Well, today is Mud Day, Go Caroling Day, and National Sangria Day. Now, yesterday was National Hard Candy Day. And it was one more thing, National Oatmeal Muffin Day. There were so few things to mention today, I thought I'd bring in yesterday as well. Incidentally, about the mud day, uh, when you ask why is it on this day, apparently this recognizes uh, the birthday of Dr. Samuel Mudd. Who at one time was a bad guy and later a good guy. Yeah, they go on to say a man whose name was Mudd after his dealings with John Wilkes Booth. Folks, it's, uh, I don't want to bring you down, but we need to talk about coronavirus. I have the updated reports. Um, Each afternoon at uh, about 2 o'clock, I sit down and, you know, maybe it's 4 o'clock when I get to it, if it's on the weekend, but uh, I update the statistics. So there's a lot of concern about this Omicron, and rightfully so. And uh, different organizations have stepped up and now reimposed restrictions that they formerly had but had finally relaxed. Um, I, I, I will tell you, just from my very basic knowledge, Omicron is not as serious as Delta. There seems to be far fewer deaths from Omicron. It seems that what you go through with Omicron is less serious. Um, But it's still a worrisome topic. So this, uh, I shouldn't probably have said any of that. Let me just go on. So here are yesterday's statistics. We'll start with the world and go through the U.S. and then Ohio and then Athens. So we got 7.8 billion people living in the world. Actually, closer to 7.9 billion. As of yesterday, 
there have been 275,000, I'm sorry, 275 million cases of COVID since it all began. So 3.4, well, we're going to call it 3.5% of the world's population has dealt with it so far. Of that group, 1.9% have died. Currently, there are 22,931,000 active cases worldwide. The recovery figure, that means they've done it, they're done with it. 246,655,000. That is 89.7% of those that have caught it are now considered totally recovered. That's the U.S. I'm sorry, that's the world. Now then, let me give you one more figure. Worldwide, 56.8% of the world has been vaccinated. Which is to say 4 billion, 474 million, 355 and a half thousand people. 56.8% vaccinated. Okay. Next category would be the United States. Here in the United States, we have 332.8 million people living here. Which is, by the way, 4.23% of the world's population. Okay, yesterday there were 41,675 new cases, bringing the total thus far to 51,737,880 cases. Now, that's 15.5% of our nation's population has had it. Um, 15.5% of our nation's population has had one of the COVID cases. Now, deaths thus far in our nation, 827,295. That's 1.6% of those that have gotten it have died. Uh, there were 89 new deaths nationwide yesterday. Now, that's, that's an unusually low figure because the day before there were 487. On Friday, there were 2,226 deaths. 
Sometimes this is because of the way they keep records. Sometimes it's truly good news. But remember where we said 1.9% died worldwide? Here in the U.S., 1.6. Active cases standing right now, we have 10,378,017 cases. That's 20% of the cases that have occurred are still active. And the difference is 78%. 78 and a third percent have been fully recovered. Okay? Now let's bring her closer to home, the state of Ohio. Well, I didn't realize how late it was. So we have 11, 11 minutes left. Am I going slowly or what? Oh, I think we've been talking about a few other things, and you I, know, we've had, I guess so. we had a caller there too. So Okay. Well... Ohio has 11,689,000 people, roughly. Um, Cases since it all began, 1,847,000 cases. Yesterday, there were new cases totaling 7,639. Active cases in the state of Ohio presently 176.1 thousand. Of which 11,383 are in ICU. 81,136 are in the hospital but not an ICU. Since it all began, we have had 1.663 million fully recovered. Vaccination rate. State of Ohio, 59.16. So almost 60% of our residents in the state have been vaccinated. Death rate, since it all began, 28,028. New deaths yesterday, none. And finally, our own county. There's basically 65,300 people that live here. Our first case was recorded March 7th of the year 20. There were 18 new cases yesterday, bringing the total of cases in our county to 8,716. That's 13.3%. 313 are currently hospitalized. 
820, I'm sorry, 8,220 have recovered. So the difference between that are people recovering at home. Um, How many deaths has our county had? This happened on Friday. We had our 100th death. And it has been the same Saturday and Sunday. No new deaths. And the vaccination rate for our county, 51.57%. So a little over half our county has been vaccinated. So we've done that. Um, I saw a study over the weekend called 2021's Need- Neediest Cities. Well, if if I were the mayor of a city that showed up on this list, I'd be kind of concerned to be a neediest city, you know? Yep. Okay, so I don't have a whole lot of detail rate, or or data rather, but I have a, a list of the top 20. Would you care to guess, Scott? What city might be the neediest? Oh, my. I have no clue, but I'll guess Detroit. You are absolutely correct. Oh, okay. Um, let's just take off from there. Detroit is number one. Brownsville, Texas, number two. Cleveland, number three. Fresno, California, number four. Gulfport, Mississippi, five. Los Angeles, number six. Newark, New Jersey, seven. Baltimore, Maryland, eight. You know, some of these cities are favorites of mine. So I, I'm, I'm disappointed to see them in this category. Um, Baltimore, I'm, that's very close to me. Anyway, New Orleans, nine. St. Louis, ten. Laredo, Texas, 11. Shreveport, Louisiana, 12. Miami, 13. Memphis, 14. Jackson, Mississippi, 15. Birmingham, Alabama, 16. Philadelphia, 17. Richmond, Virginia, 18. Hialeah, Florida, 19. And finishing out the top 20, Augusta, Georgia. Well, uh, there's more data, but uh, between time and other things I have in front of me, we'll just let this pass and maybe save it for a future discussion. Um, The New York Times. They wrote an article this morning, a series actually, entitled The Human Toll. Well, you can guess 
any number of things they're getting at. But I'll read in and you'll you'll learn where they're going. Um, it's basically looking at the human toll of American airstrike mistakes. That's sad. Mistakes. Yes. On the evening of March 5th, 2016, 21 members of the extended Zaydan family got together for dinner in, uh, in the northern Iraqi city of West Mo- Mosul. A U.S. airstrike killed all of them. And it was a mistake. The next year in Mosul, Farid Khalid Suleiman and 33 members of her family gathered in what they hoped was a safe place during fighting between the U.S. and ISIS. An airstrike killed everybody in the house but Suleiman, who climbed out from the rubble. These are airstrikes that can come from drones or piloted planes. They have been the central military tactic that the United States has used in Iraq, as well as Afghanistan, Syria, and other recent conflicts. And U.S. officials often trumpet their advantages Airstrikes have allowed the the U.S. to kill terrorists and other enemies with minimal civilian casualties and without putting American troops in danger, or so the officials claim. These arguments have some truth to them, of course. Airstrikes have helped the U.S. defeat ISIS in several places, including the Mosul area. But it has also become clear that American officials have exaggerated the benefits of airstrikes and substantially underplayed their downsides, starting with the horror horror of civilian casualties. So this weekend, the Times, the New York Times, published an investigation. And if you'd like to learn some more, you might go to their website. And there are some very touching, moving, and sad stories. Scott, with only a minute or two to go, I even less, I guess, I think music would be in order, don't you? Go for it. Yes, it's the holidays. And um, let's see here. What am I doing wrong? Oh, there it is. There it is. Henry Mancini.
In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. Omicron cases are spreading quickly. Moderna's just announced a third shot of its vaccine increases antibodies by about 37-fold. Dr. William Schaffner at Vanderbilt University Medical Center. The two major vaccines we're using, Pfizer and Moderna, both their boosters provide good protection against serious disease that requires hospitalization caused by Omicron. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Long lines for boosters and tests are an indication that Central Floridian... As Omicron variant cases surge across the U.S., medical experts say those who have been fully vaccinated and boosted will either not get the virus or they will have mostly mild symptoms if they do. But if you're unvaccinated, I'm worried about you. I'm worried that your risk of being hospitalized or, uh, God forbid, losing your life to this virus is, is quite significant. U.S. Surgeon General Dr. Vivek Murthy spoke on CBS Mornings. Democrats are reacting to news. West Virginia's Joe Manchin will not support the president's Build Back better plan, all but ensuring its failure. Congresswoman Ilhan Omar tells NBC. We all knew that uh, Senator Manchin couldn't be trusted. Um, you know, the the excuses that he just made, um, I think are a complete bull****. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announced this morning he'll hold a vote early next year anyway. Looters have moved in in tornado-ravaged Kentucky. The Graves County Sheriff's Office says five thieves have been arrested for ransacking destroyed homes, stealing everything from methamphetamine to cars. Airlines are signing, signed, sounding the alarm about a possible new round of flight disruptions, not from COVID, but from 5G cell phone service. Correspondent Chris Van Cleve. U.S. airlines may have to stop using equipment that helps pilots land in bad weather or low visibility at more than 40 of the nation's busiest airports following an FAA order prompted by concerns about possible interference from newly activated 5G cell phone towers. United CEO Scott Kirby says airlines have no choice but to adhere to the FAA order. We need the FAA and the FCC to sit in a room to delay this until they sit in a room and find out a way to do this without impacting aviation and aviation customers. A member of the pop opera group Il Divo has died. Carlos Marine was admitted to an ICU in Manchester, England with COVID two weeks ago. The three remaining members of Il Divo, formed by Simon Cowell in 2004, say there will never be another. Marine was 53. This is CBS News. There's always something new under the sun. CBS Mornings, weekdays on CBS. Come. I'm Micah Fink, a veteran, a former Navy SEAL, and founder of Heroes and Horses. I'm with Boot Barn to talk about the power of being present. The holiday season, to me, should be a time of reflection. No matter what your modality is in life, no matter what you do, no matter what your experience is, it's a time to slow down and evaluate and then connect with the people that you love. And I think the greatest gift that you could give anybody in your life is the gift of time. Boot Barn. Share the West. Hey, Ray Maliazzi here. I'd like to carry more parts at my shop, but I just don't have the room. Every time I go in the back to get wiper blades, I trip over a dusty crate of Honda air 